All right, good to see everybody Saturday night. Hope you're doing good. Welcome to day 166, day 166 of 15 days to slow the spread. 15 days to slow the spread, day 166. If that doesn't make sense to you, don't worry. It doesn't make sense to me either. But that's the day that we're on, 15 days to slow the spread. Now, since then, just locally here, the city of Venice, I live in Sarasota County, Florida. You can check it just south of Tampa, St. Pete area. Venice is between Sarasota and Inglewood, where I'm at right now. They just issued a mask mandate, absolute mask mandate, basically anywhere inside or outside in the city of Venice, uh, you now have to wear a mask. Now that's on day 166 of 15 days of slow spread. Please explain to me how that makes any sense whatsoever. Again, if you're not able to make sense of that, it's not surprising because it makes no sense. Added since the 15 days to slow the spread, we've had masks added, goggles added, face shields added, tests added, isolation and quarantines added, lockdowns added, uh, vaccine pushes added, and social distancing. So it wasn't just enough to lock everything down for 15 days to slow the spread. They've had to add all those things also. Neat, isn't it? Hey, do you have that video footage of us protesting today or no? All right, play it for me. This is us today, my church and I. Here we are. Jack Duran and 41 in Venezuela. My mother-in-law, who I call Mom, Norma. Hey, Mom, how you doing if you're watching? God bless you. I love you. She's the one who organized that and ran that, and we're going to make it huge. We'll be back at it in two weeks. If you want to know where to be and what to do, contact us at Foundation Church. And just to put that out there for everybody, if you go to a church that's having a touchless service, and the only touch that you get is to the forehead when they take your temperature when you go in, and you're not allowed to go in without a mask or you have to sit six feet apart or you can only go in one way and leave one way or if they have a mask station or an alcohol gel station you are at the wrong church with the wrong pastor know that even if your pastor isn't doing that now but he did it for months or he closed for months and he never repented wrong church wrong pastor 3385 south access road Inglewood, Florida, tomorrow morning. Be right here. Check it. Google it. See how far it is away from you. If you're within an hour or so, get here. An hour and a half, be here. We got two services. One starts at 9 a.m. The other one starts at 11, 15 a.m. If you're going to be driving, come to the late one. We just started that last week. Need some people in there anyway. Weren't quite full, probably 60% full. So we got plenty of room in the 11, 15. But irregardless, be at one or the other. All right, play this video from Ben Swan speaking about coronavirus. Those of you who are watching, especially in the United States, who say, well, I don't see why this is such a big deal. Can't we just wait a few more months and then all things will be back to normal? It doesn't seem like things are turning out that way. In fact, if you listen to the language being used by people like Bill Gates or even Joe Biden, who's running for president on the Democratic side, that's not what they're saying. In fact, they're saying that coronavirus, that lockdowns, that social distancing and mask wearing will all continue until at least the end 
of 2021. In fact, in an interview with The Economist just last week, Bill Gates said that millions more people would die over the next year and that the coronavirus will come to an end, but not until the end of 2021. Most of these deaths, he said, would be caused not by the disease itself, but by the further strain on healthcare systems and economies that were already struggling. He also lamented the politicization of the response to the virus in America and the spread of conspiracy theories, some implicating him, both of which have slowed efforts to contain the disease's spread. But he offered reasons for hope in the medium term, predicting that by the end of 2021, a reasonably effective vaccine would be in mass production, and a large enough of the world's population would be immunized to halt the pandemic in its track. So Bill Gates says, not till the end of 2021, that this is now the new normal. That's the term that's being used. But something now else you bring it back to me. All right, so let's go over what he just said there with Bill Gates. Bill Gates says that millions will die. First of all, I believe the count at Worldometer of deaths is somewhere between seven and 800,000. Somewhere in there, maybe high eights now, I don't remember. So millions more are going to die, Bill, in a year? Millions? There hasn't been. There you go. Thank you. 845,000 deaths, allegedly. Again, remember, please, whenever you see 180,000 deaths in America, remember, we counted our deaths different than every other country in the world because we counted deaths of people with COVID, not people who died of COVID. So if you died of a lightning strike and the blood test came back and said that you had COVID, they put you down as a COVID test. I proved that to you last week with the health executive from the state of Illinois. That's exactly what they do. That's exactly what the CDC told them to do because they're pushing an agenda. The agenda is socialism. The agenda is worldwide vaccines. The agenda eventually, biblically speaking, is the mark of the beast. Keep your eye on it. But Bill Gates says millions more will die. There hasn't been a million. There hasn't been a million died yet. And a lot of those worldometer deaths are wrong, too, because they're deaths of people who died with COVID. Remember what I mean by with, too. And I know those of you who watch this, I'm preaching to the choir and you've heard this before. So I'll make it brief. What I mean by with COVID, because people, well, what's the difference with or of? Huge difference. Because people are like, well, if you if it's if you died with COVID, that means that maybe COVID gave you pneumonia. No, that's dying of COVID. With COVID means you died in a car crash, got your head cut off. They did a blood draw, showed that you had COVID, and they put it down as a COVID death. That's what happened, and it's happened tens of thousands of times in this country. They've been caught in the city of in the state of Washington. They've been caught in Oregon. They've been caught right here in Florida doing it over and over and over again. It's happened. The 100, 180,000 people did not die of COVID in the United States. That's not true. It re, if you see that, people, they put it out there all the time. 180,000 Trump did this. I'm telling you, you can cut that down. But people don't have the guts to say it. But it's absolutely true. Not 180,000 people did not die of COVID. I guarantee you, you can more than cut that in half. More than cut that. Remember what it was for the state of Illinois. Last week with the health official. Remember what I put up there? Remember what she said? I believe she said that it was people who died of COVID in the state of Illinois. Somewhere between six and 8,000 people have died in the state of Illinois of COVID. Remember what she said? The, the reporter asked her, how many of these people died exclusively of COVID-19? And her answer was what? Six to 10%. So six to 10% to, six to of 8,000. So let's take it the high end. 800 people. 
So what if all the states were overshooting it that much? Florida's counting them the same way. Illinois is counting them that way. California's counting them that way. You know New York's counting them that way. At first, COVID deaths were benefiting New York. Now, now Cuomo's being held accountable, so they're not benefiting him like they used to. But at first they were because he was after federal dollars. Now he's running from it. And he's running from the DOJ has launched a federal investigation into the nursing home deaths in the state of New York, which they should be. So just remember, when you see that 180,000, that's as real as global warming. That's as real as global cooling. That's as real as climate change, because the exact same people who put out climate change, global warming and global cooling are the same people putting out that 180,000 number. Statist, elitist. Deep state activists, that's who's putting out, who have an agenda to unseat a duly elected president. So Bill Gates says millions more will die. And he says as a consequence of COVID-19 lockdowns, and he's the one advocating lockdowns. Do you know that it's been projected and it's pretty much verified that somewhere in the neighborhood of 10,000 kids a month are dying of starvation because of COVID lockdowns? Are you aware of that? Quarantine super mom. Those of you prancing about with your masks on. Because every time people are like, what does that have to do with it? Because you are advocating and you are propagating a lie whenever you put a mask on. And it is costing people their lives. Republicans who say, I don't want this to be a mail-in election. Every time you strap on that face diaper, you're advocating the need for a mail-in election by saying, this is a deadly virus and I've got to wear a mask around. Masks do nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's a chain link fence trying to hold back a flea. Absolute fact. There's been seven studies of the advocacy of masks. All seven have shown that masks do nothing to stop COVID-19. Absolutely nothing. That's why we were on that street corner today. We were putting it out to everybody. Masks are garbage. Absolute garbage. And here we are, 166 days into our 15 days to slow the spread. These 166 days have worked really well for Democratic Party supporters. I'm going to show you this video. Well, let's do the video first. Uh, Next Ben Swan clip for me. Say now is that this is the new normal, that we have to get used to the idea of social distancing and wearing masks. And that is where I think there's going to be a massive pushback. We need to be at 220 in reverse. Hit it again for me. Sorry about that, everybody. Here we go. What they want to say now is that this is the new normal, that we have to get used to the idea of social distancing and wearing masks. And that is where I think there's going to be a massive pushback in the coming weeks and months when the public realizes that even though we were told originally we just have to flatten the curve, then we were told we just have to socially distance for a few months, then we were told we need to keep our distance and wear masks for a few weeks. In fact, one scientist said if we just wear masks for six weeks, we will absolutely crush coronavirus, but it hasn't happened. And yet now the talk is about the end of 2021. Some of you out there are hoping and saying that you think after the election, it'll all be over. As soon as the election's over, this will come to an end. But listen to what Bill Gates is saying. Listen to what Joe Biden is saying. They're not saying that. They are prepping you and priming you for the reality that they plan to keep this system in place until the end of 2021. And if you are a billionaire in this world, if you are a Jeff Listen Bezos to this or part Bill now, Gates, this is the part I wanted you to why see. wouldn't you keep that system? 
The cadre of 643 Forbes-certified billionaires grew their collective wealth by an estimated $685 billion from mid-March through early August of this year. That according to a fresh analysis of Forbes' real-time billionaires data by Americans for Tax Fairness and the Institute for Policy Studies. To be clear, that's just the increase in wealth. In total, the richest 0.000019% of the U.S. population, which includes household names like Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, and Bill Gates, hold 3.6 trillion in combined wealth as of August 5th, 2020. The reality is the world's billionaires during this pandemic have only become richer and more powerful. Tech giants have only gained more control over society and e-commerce has run most of its small business competition out of business. If you're a billionaire, this new normal is absolutely working for you. It's just not working for the rest of us. Now you bring it back to me. All right, so let me say hi to a couple people first, then we'll get into this as soon as I get this to work. All right, grab this thing on. I can't get it to work. All right, here we go. There's a Twitter thing on there. All right, these last 166 days that we've been in for 15 days to slow the spread have worked really well. If you listen to the last part of that video, for the most rich people in the world, the billionaires, the highest income earners in the world it's worked really well for them here's the here's the four names bill gates mark zuckerberg jeff bezos warren buffett warren buffett i threw in there so just it's the three bill gates mark zuckerberg and jeff bezos now they grew their wealth over the course of mid-march through now through early august well now it's late august but at the time it was early august so in that period of time, they grew their wealth. Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, and Bill Gates grew their wealth all during the lockdown. Lo and behold, what a coinkydink once again. Virus comes from Wuhan, China, where they're doing gain-of-function bat research. Wuhan, which you've never heard of before until March or April, or until probably January or February or March. And that's, lo and behold, I can't believe it. The virus comes from where Bill, Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci are sending millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. Lo and behold, that's where the virus comes from. Well, lo and behold, during the lockdown months, going from early March until now, 166 days later, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg, and Jeff Bezos grew their wealth. Now, this is net gain. This is not how much money they actually made. This is their pure profit, 685 billion dollars from mid-march through early august those are absolute facts so this has really benefited mark zuckerberg it has really benefited jeff bezos and it has really benefited bill gates now you might think of that as being a coincidence i do not now does that mean that i think they purposely launched the coronavirus i don't know i will say that Bill Gates send, sent tens of millions of dollars to the Chinese Institute of Sciences, to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He sent tens of millions of dollars. Uh, Anthony Fauci sent $3.7 million of your taxpayer dollars to do gain-of-function bat research, which is pulling out coronaviruses out of bats, making them susceptible to humans, and then figuring out vaccines. And lo and behold, that is where the whole thing started. Coincidence? Well, that's up to you. I, I'm not going to cross bridges that don't exist. But that's absolute fact that $3.7 million of your taxpayer money was in Wuhan, China. Tens of millions of Bill Gates' money were there, at both at the Chinese Academy of Sciences and the Wuhan Institute of Virology, all in Wuhan. 
And lo and behold, that is where this whole thing started. We've never seen Bill Gates asked one time about gain-of-function research that he was funding. We've never seen Anthony Fauci asked one time about the gain-of-function research that he was funding in Wuhan. Not one time ever. So all these things, coincidences, that the lockdowns start in Bezos, Zuckerberg, and Gates make $685 billion during the lockdowns. But don't you worry about it, you know, super, super mask wearers, you know, virtue signaling mask wearers. Don't you worry about it. It's all about, your, it's all about your health. It's all about empathy. It's all about compassion, right? Not about billionaires making money. No? You sure? Are you sure? Maybe you ought to look at statistics instead. All right, let me say hey to a couple people here. If I get this to work, it was always, it's, it's always my fault. I end up finding out. But anyway, it is. Hey, Jeff, good to see you. God bless you, brother. Glad you're here. Hey, Dennis, glad you're on, brother, from church. Steve M., God bless you, brother. Hey, Mallory O., you guys put on, if you remember, put your state so I know where you're from, so you know who I'm talking to. Hey, Don, good to see Don O., good to see you. K.N., good to see you. K.N.M., good to see you. Isaac, good to see you. Renee. Hey, Merlin, I hope I'm saying your name right. Hey, Ron from church. Hey, Linda S., God bless you. Hey, Petrina D., God bless you. Hey, Patsy F., God bless you. Sia Brock, I hope I'm saying it right. God bless you. Hey, Todd W., God bless you. Hey, Isaac. Hey, Gloria. Hey, Lori. You got Tom from Arkansas. God bless you, brother. Hey, my brother Ron from Montana. God bless you. Good to see you. Hey, Wally, good to see you right here, right here, in, right here in Inglewood. Hey, 90, he knows who I'm talking to. Hey, John, God bless you guys. Glad all you guys are on. I really love you. I really do appreciate it. Seriously, I really do. All right, from Todd Starnes, a message posted on the front door of the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, what John, Jonathan Shuttlesworth calls the People Repu People's Republic of California in Santa Clara, California, was jarring. The message posted was jarring. Todd Starnes, cease and desist is what it said. That's what the four-page letter read. The congregation had been accused of holding indoor services. Now, remember, I know you guys who watch this all the time. You know my background. Cop right here, 25 years, 1992 to 2017 straight. And it absolutely breaks my heart to see a cease and desist order taped to the door of a church in a four-page letter with, with words like this. The congregation had been accused of holding indoor services. All my cop brothers and sisters that are watching right now, can you imagine serving any paperwork or making any sort of arrest or issuing a summons or issuing a notice to appear, filling out a probable cause affidavit for holding indoor services, failing to ensure that speakers wore masks and, and singing, failing to wear masks and singing, excuse me, sir, would you sign your notice to appear for failing to wear a mask and for singing, please? As a matter of fact, I'm going to fill out a probable cause affidavit with multiple misdemeanor charges. One, that you attended an indoor service. Two, that you wore a face, that you did not wear a face mask. And three, that you sung while you were in there. You are under arrest. Get on the ground, but put your mask on first. 
You don't listen. If you don't have a mask on, you have only got a 99.9% post-infection death rate. 0.1 post-infection, 99.9% survival rate. 0.1 post-infection death rate. 60 to 70% of all people who have been infected with COVID never knew they had it. That's the stats. North Valley Baptist Church is failing to prevent prevent those attending performing and speaking at north valley baptist services from singing read the letter read the letter this activity is unlawful singing is unlawful oh this when was this done tom was this back in march uh no this was august 24th what's today 29th five days ago five days ago one that was so five days ago 161 days into 15 days to slow the spread and they are summoning people for singing in church in santa clara california get the heck out of california let them go bankrupt defund california don't defund the police defund california all the cops there you can get a job somewhere else people are getting fed up absolutely fed up and not just here either this next video again this is from a did three separate clips in the Ben Swan video uh, podcast. People in Ireland have had it. They have absolutely had it with, what are you guys sending me? <laughs> gotcha. Economic lockdowns, government mandated economic depression. Now remember, everyone blames economic depressions on COVID-19 as if so many people have died that there's nobody to drive a truck. There's no pharmacists. There's no doctors. There's no preachers. There's nobody to work at grocery stores because everybody's dead. No, the, the, the collapse comes from locking people down and not allowing them to work. That's what it's all. That's what it's caused by. You'll hear the Fouch say, you'll hear Bill Gates said like earlier in the video, He'll say that, the, you know, there's economic collapse all over the world because of COVID-19. It's not because of COVID-19. It's because of the ridiculous, draconian, tyrannical responses to COVID-19. It's Remember now, again, 99.9% post-infection survival rate, 0.1 post-infection death rate. So that would never cause an international economic collapse. It doesn't kill enough people. You might be like, Tom, you're, you're coarse and you're cold about it. I'm not. I'm just telling you the facts. Allegedly, allegedly, there's been seven to 800,000, seven to 900,000 COVID-19 deaths. I can't remember what the number was. What was it eight something from Worldometer? I can't remember. Yeah, 800, 845,000 COVID-19 deaths, which you can cut a lot of those off because there are people who have died uh, with COVID, not of COVID. But it's not COVID that has caused any of these problems. It's like saying that your, your church no longer exists because of COVID. No, pastor, your church no longer exists because you locked it up and now you're having no church services. And it shows, you know how many people, the percentages of churchgoers that actually watched the Zoom services? It's between like 15 and 25% of a congregation ever watched one of their church's Zoom services during the COVID lockdowns. And a lot of churches now, they got, they got CARES Act money. And now they're having to open up according to government standards. Eventually, I heard this from Rodney Howard Brown in one of his messages this week. You better be careful because the next thing you're going to be having to do is perform gay marriages. Because they're not going to let you exist because you own them money. You owe them money. 
All right, the next video from Ben Swan. Look at what's going on in Ireland right now. Play that for me. Let's talk about what's happening in Ireland first. Over the weekend, thousands of people turned out. They were essentially protesting the wearing of masks and the continued economic lockdown. Take a look at these pictures here from the scene. The government should stop testing. The media need to stop reporting on cases. And every aspect of the lockdown has to be stopped. So no lockdown, no masks. No social distancing. They're in the soul out there wearing a mask. God no bless the Irish. No yes. Who is this angel? The protest was organized by the group Health Freedom Ireland with support from Yellow Vest Ireland. Right, back to me. Support. I wanted you to hear who organized it. God bless those people. Hey, stream through some of those pics for me. This is from Germany and London. Here's some more protests. There's London, obviously, with the flag there. This is recent now. This is right now. This is going on right now. Germany and London. Look at this. There, where's your social distancing? God bless these people. Look at this one. We have empty beds, obviously, from a healthcare professional right there telling the truth about COVID, that the hospitals are not overrun. Yeah, how could they be overrun? All the people are in the streets. They're right there. Everybody who lives in London and Berlin are in the streets, man. People are daggum fed up. They're absolutely fed up. But here's some good news for you. Meanwhile, in Wuhan, China, luckily... Meanwhile, in Wuhan, China, remember, this is the epicenter of the virus, of course. Just, just coincidentally, that's my own word. That was on purpose. Coincidentally, this is where it all began, where Bill Gates was sending tens of millions of dollars, where Fauci was spending your taxpayer dollars for gain-of-function bat research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It just happened to happen, you know, just happened to go that way, right? Suddenly out of Wuhan, out of nowhere, you have a virus appear. You never even heard of Wuhan before. Just where all Bill Gates' money were going. But here's what's been happening there the last couple of days. This is like from two days ago. Play that video for me. There you go. There's Wuhan. Look at these terrified people of the virus. That's Wuhan, China, everybody. The epicenter of the virus. Look at that. That's how terrified they are. We have, we have Joe Biden pushing for a nationwide mask mandate. Right where I live here in Venice, Florida, they just did a mask mandate. There you go. And that's what's going on in Wuhan, China. Look at how scared they are. Could they pack any more people into whatever kind of facility that is? Let me bring it back to me. That's what's going on. They're not scared. That's where it all began. That's allegedly where it began in December, right? And we have, we have politicians right now advocating. Joe, Joe Biden himself said in an interview just a couple days ago that if he was told to, he'd do another lockdown. For what? For what? A, post, a 0.1 post-infection death rate? That's what you're going to lock it all down for. And see, this is what has to be done. And no, what that woman said in Ireland from, the, from her podium there is what Republicans and conservative politicians should be saying. I keep hearing conservatives well, you know, there was a spike here. You know, it's flaring up over there. Who cares if you tracked a cold season and a flu season and an ammonia season the same way that you're tracking COVID, it would scare everybody the exact same way. And then, by the way, it's not really scaring people. When I was holding my sign, I held, I held my don't tread on me flag and my take your mask off sign for an hour and a half on the corner of Jacaranda and 41 in Venice today. 
as I was doing that, somebody, one of the other protesters with me from church said, people aren't really scared. If they were, they wouldn't be driving around right now. They're not scared at all. They're not really, truly scared. Even the people running around with their masks on. Which, listen, if you really thought it was a bubonic plague, would you really go out of your house? But they're not. They're not really scared. This is all just to push an agenda. That's all that it's for. And there's a, there's a multitude of agendas that go with it. It's really number one is to get rid of Donald Trump. A black swan appeared. The Democratic Party is using it to crush an economy, even though, you know what, they, even if they did, they're not going to win. It's been prophesied. Trump is going to win and he's going to win by a landslide. Landslide part's mine, not the prophetic part. Landslide part I own. The, pro, the prophet's Kim Clement prophesied that Trump will be in office for eight years. It's going to happen. He's going to win. But here's the thing. If they were really scared of it, they would stay inside. But it's not. It's all about varying agendas. Number one is to get rid of Donald Trump. And even if they did get rid of Donald Trump, if they destroy a country, what are you going to be president over, Kamala Harris? You're like, what about Biden? We all know Biden's not running the show. We all know that. That's an empty vessel right there. Absolutely. But it's just, it's just agendas. That's all that it is. Masks are about controlling you. Who's going to buy in? Who's going to wear it? I'm never going to wear a mask. Just like I never locked down this church. Not for a day, not for a minute, not for an hour, not for a second. Never. I never had the church extra cleaned. I never did anything. This church is spit spot clean all the time. Anyway, I'm kind of a type a person. It's very clean. However, we never did any of that stuff. It's a matter of who, who can be controlled and who's ever strapped on a face diaper right now. You're not just identifying you. You're identifying me. You've identified yourself as compliant and me as non-compliant. And I'm sticking with where I'm at. All right. This is a anomaly video. That is really good. Yeah, there we all are. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, there we all were. This anomaly video. And what it is, is it shows that capitulation doesn't work. Truth doesn't work. Not with Biden and Harris supporters. And it's time to call all the rioters, all the looters. All the wanton felons out there harassing people, the ones that got shot in Kenosha were both convicted felons. I'm not, you know, that, that case with, what's it, Rittenhouse, the suspect, will be worked out in the courts. But at least two out of the three are pure self-defense on video. Ready? Here it comes. First one tonight. Facts. Those are facts. Sorry, two out of three, self-defense. Juan Williams on the five called him a murderer. Where, Juan? I want to ask Juan this. I was talking to my wife about this and my son on the way here. I want to ask Juan Williams, if you had somebody attempting to assault your wife, what would you do? And if you did, you pulled a gun and shot that person in defense of your wife, would you call yourself a murderer? That, guy, that kid was getting cracked over the head with a skateboard that guy's dead the next guy was approaching him with a nine millimeter that guy's arms blown off and the other guy allegedly the evidence is starting to show the other guy that got killed rosenbaum the first one he she, the, there were shots fired before he before uh rittenhouse threw, you know shot the deadly it's hard to tell so it's actually hard to even talk about because it's so far away before rittenhouse fired off his first rounds other shots were fired at him first but this video is about, you know what? You can capitulate all you want. You will never, ever placate the rage mob Biden-Harris supporters. Play the video for me. 
say a picture paints a thousand words and this picture truly does that it shows you that no matter how much you cave to the mob no matter how they much freeze you that picture for them me. no matter how there you go bradford community church bradford community unitarian universalist church they couldn't kiss the butt of blm more than they did they probably knew that their building was in danger so they went out surgically attached their lips to the rear end of Black Lives Matter, and they still got their facility burnt to the ground. Keep playing it. Much you bow down and kneel to them, they will never like you. They don't care. Because regardless of how much the media and athletes want to lie, this mob is not seeking peace. They're not seeking justice. They're not seeking truth. They're not seeking objectivity. They're not seeking the full story and context. They're seeking war, chaos, destruction, and refuse to treat people the way they want to be treated. In fact, if you do treat people the way that you want to be treated, they see you as a threat. I have all sorts of footage of them burning things down, destroying, causing chaos, harassing people people in public profanity post warning Here you are. Those are your Biden and Harris supporters right there. Those are Democrats. Let's all say it out loud together. Ready? Democrats. 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 That's what they are. That's who they are. Look at this right here now. Now listen to the girl's voice as they surround this man in his F-250. Probably looks like my truck, so it looks like he's going to get some diesel fuel. And look, at how would you like this in your community as you are approached by Biden and Harris supporters doing this? Keep that volume up really loud so they can hear this girl. that guy in the back of his truck can you imagine this let me bring it back to me for a minute see it doesn't matter it you can capitulate all you want you can bootlick biden and harris supporters and that's again i know i'm being redundant i'm being redundant on purpose because it's time to say what needs to be said what needs to be said are these people are joe biden and kamala harris supporters they are the brown shirts of the Democratic Party. Absolutely every time. That's who they are. I want to ask you. Have you ever seen Republicans do anything like that? Ever? You ever seen a Republican torch an auto zone? Ever? You ever seen Republicans harassing on the streets Democratic politicians? Ever? No, this is their thing. And you can capitulate all you want. Here's the great thing. You have the super victim. You got the medium victim and you got the light victim. The super victims are the idiots on that screen right now jumping on that guy's truck. Those are your super victims. 
They're coming for the medium victims. The medium victims are the Pelosi's and the Schumer's of the world, the Adam Schiff's, the Joe Biden's, the Kamala Harris's. They, they think because they advocate for BLM, that BLM and Antifa will leave them alone because they advocate for BLM and Antifa. No, they still will come for you. And then they're going to come for LeBron James. They will come for people that they allegedly advocate for, that they allegedly are fighting for right now. They'll come for you next because you're privileged too, LeBron. You're, they're coming for you. And, you know, Michelle and Barack out on Martha's Vineyard right now, they'll come for you too. You're privileged. You should be scared. You should be, you should, your, your new phrase should be defend the police. Not defund the police because the only people between you and your supporters are the police. Because your supporters will come for you. They will. They will. You don't think they envy your richness too? You don't think they do? They do. Here's Maxine Waters. You've probably seen this video before. But let's play it again. Let's call people what they are. This is the Democratic Party. That's her. Hang on, keep me going. I think I got a little bit more. The people are gonna turn go. on them. They're gonna protest. They're gonna uh, absolutely harass them until they decide that they're gonna tell the president, "No, I can't hang with you." Now you bring it back to me. Can't really see that part of the video anyway. So there it is. Absolute foolproof. I'll show you Ayanna Presley later. Basically saying the same thing. Go out and harass people is what Maxine Waters, multimillionaire, through her corrupt financial practices, and that's funneled through her daughter. Please look into it. But that's what she advocates. There's So now we've got her on the record, right? Well, let's look at the vice presidential candidate for the Democratic Party and what she has to say about riots and protests. Play that one for me. Uh, and I, I want to make clear that I, I know that there are protests still happening in yes. major cities across the United States. I'm just not seeing the reporting on it that I that right, I had that's right. for the first few weeks. That's um, right. But they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. And that's they're not. This is a movement. I'm telling you, they're not going to stop. And and everyone beware because they're not going to stop. It is going to. They're not going to stop before election day in November, and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be. Everyone should take note of that on both levels that this is right, not going to let up besides her saying they're not going to stop 550,000 times in a, in, a, in a span of about 12 seconds because she's an incoherent fool absolute idiot that's who she is but she's calling if you notice so there you got Maxine Waters Ayanna Presley which I'll show you later and now Kamala Harris and I know I'm not pronouncing her name right I don't care I don't care I know it's uh, Kamala Kamala, Kamala. I don't care. It's been Kamala. I don't care what it is. Don't care. Do you think she cares about how to pronounce Donald Trump's name or my name or anybody else on the right? No, she doesn't care. So I'm going to pronounce her name however I feel like it. Kamala. There it is. Done. Well, there she is. She's saying it's not going to stop. Not going to stop. Not going to stop. Whatever. <laughs> they just put up Cruella. That's accurate. Let's just call it that. Cruella Harris. But she says riots need to continue, right? She says they're going to continue. At the time that she said that, she knew there was looting. She knew that there's people that were dead. 
David Dorn was dead. She knew it. She knew that was going on. She knew there was rioting. She knew people's businesses had been burnt to the ground. I don't know the specific time on David Dorn, so I take that comment back. I'm not sure. But at the time, for sure, she knew about looting. She knew about rioting. She knew people's businesses had been burnt to the ground. She knew many of those businesses were black owned. She doesn't care. She doesn't care at all. As long as she can put her ridiculous face out there and spin all sorts of worthless leftist garbage in front of everybody so everybody can adore her. That's all she cares about is power. She showed it from day one where she launched her political career in the bed of a 60-year-old politician named Downtown Willie Brown. Downtown's my part. It's a de- she absolutely knows. This is a Democratic Party tactic. We need to say what needs to be said. This is a Biden party Democratic Party tactic. Looting, that's why they've said nothing about it. We're like, oh, Biden came out this week. This week? Wednesday, Biden came out with his really his first statement. They had a whole week at their convention, the DNC, a whole week to denounce the looting. They're always saying peaceful protest. Nobody ever said to denounce peaceful, peaceful protest. But here's a good point. And I'm stealing this from Dan Bongino. He said this. If it is peaceful protests, then where are the peaceful protesters coming out and defending themselves? When you have people like me saying that they're not peaceful, Bongino saying it, big time people saying that these are not peaceful protests, then a leader from the peaceful protesters would normally come out and say, those right wingers are lying, right? Where are they at? You know why they're not coming out and defending themselves? Because they don't exist. I want you to show me the peaceful protests. Send me videos of peaceful protests. There isn't any peaceful protests. Not at all. Zero. Otherwise, we'd see footage of it, right? It's a Democratic Party tactic. We need to say what needs to be said. Looting is a Democratic Party tactic. Rioting is a Democratic Party tactic. It's not a BLM tactic. It's not an Antifa tactic. Those are the brown shirts of the Democratic Party. And it's all about gaining power. Who else did the exact same thing? Who else went? Dinesh D'Souza said this. He said that who else said, who else sent into, that's different. That's not the right thing. He said that who, who would go into universities and disrupt speeches and yell down people that were talking, people that were giving the speeches would be yelled down. The brown shirts from Hitler, from the Nazi party would go into universities And shout down the speakers. Why? Because they can't allow the truth to come out. It's a Democratic Party socialist tactic. All right, here, put up that Dinesh D'Souza tweet. 50,000 people gathered today in D.C. Led by Al Sharpton. But they can't vote in person. It's all a hoax. If you can stand in a shopping line, listen, I am not in any way advocating masks because they're absolute bunk science, totally useless. But if you can stand in your grocery line with your mask on, keeping you safe, then you can't stand in line at the voters booth. They don't even let you in the same room anyway. You're all outside, outside, which coronavirus has been one study after another has basically been shown to not be transferred at all outside transmitted at all outside or transferred from one person to the other outside 
So you're standing outside anyway, and then they let you in. You go up to a booth that's usually at least five, six feet apart to begin with. Even without Corona, it was Corona-free. And you can, you can stand in line with your mask at Walmart or Publix or whatever store that you go to, but you can't vote. It's all garbage. Please look at the evidence. Look at the facts. People refuse it. That's, that's a Democratic Party tactic. Shout down the truth. Shout down the truth. So look at this video from uh, MSNBC, Brian Williams, as he gets on the RNC crowd. And then we'll, we'll break it down. Show him that video. Right up until last night when the convention came to the Trump-branded White House lawn. Very few masks, a pre-pandemic sort of seating layout. Then came tonight an airplane hangar rally at the airport in New oh, Hampshire. Yeah, the crowd booed an announcement over the PA to wear masks. The speech was red meat for the base. Here's just some of what we heard, starting with Trump's take on the demonstrators who were confronting some members of the RNC exiting as audience last night outside the White House. You had to see last night in Washington. It was a disgrace. It was a disgrace that these people are representing the United States of America. It was a disgrace. Protesters, you know yeah. what I say? Protesters, your ass. <laughs> I don't talk about my ass. <laughs> All right, bring it back to me. I know I shouldn't have put that in, but I just couldn't help it. So there you have Brian William denouncing the pre-COVID seating at the RNC. Pre-COVID, you know, pre-COVID everything's pre-COVID, because you have a DNC, Democratic Party, new normal. All you Republicans that are strapping on your masks and social distancing and not going to church and all those things, you are a Biden-Harris supporter. You believe what they believe. Understand that. If you believe that COVID-19 is a deadly plague, you believe what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are advocating. They don't really believe it themselves because they wouldn't go out in public, but it's what they're advocating. The tool that they are using to usher in the Democratic Party socialist platform. So you have Brian Williams denouncing their mainstream media. And let me break it down for you again. Antifa and Black Lives Matter are the brown shirts of the Democratic Party. Go ahead and put it up. I know you're itching to put it up. There you go. They're the brown shirts of the Democratic Party. Now the mainstream media, bring it back to me. Now the mainstream media is the Joseph Goebbels of the Democratic Party. Go ahead, put it up there. I know we're out of order. There you go. That's who that that's who the mainstream media is. The propaganda wing, the propaganda arm is the acolyte media. That's what they do. Brian, what did what did Brian Williams say about the speech? Nothing. You know, you listen to how he read meat for his supporters. Is that how he talks about Democrats? He's talking about Democrats and their social distancing? Well, let's look. This was called the commitment march. That was March, a, a bunch of uh, Al Sharpton supporters. I don't know if he's the one who actually started it, but he's the one, one of the ones speaking at it. But you have the commitment march on Washington, D.C. I believe it was at the Lincoln Memorial. I'm not sure. But here's, here's a speech on this. Now, I want you to see if the mainstream media says anything about this. Play the video for me. 
Where's the social distancing on that stage? Is that pre-COVID? That's pre-COVID. Where's the media? When do we want it? All right. All right, back to me. Now here's I want you to see this other picture. Now I want let's after we're done, go home and I want you to find the media reports from Joy, Joy Reid, you know Rachel Maldow, Brian Williams, whoever is still out there because I never watch them. I don't know who's still on MSNBC or any of the other CNN or any of them. See if you can find anybody reporting on the violations of COVID restrictions. Play the next video for me. Same rally. Thousands of demonstrators today lined the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and packed the National oh, Mall to demand justice. 50 All right, back to me. Where, I'll, I'll, I challenge you. Please Google what's it called? The Commitment March. Google it, and I want you to see if you can find anybody in the mainstream media criticizing their COVID violations. See if you can find anybody. That actually criticizes them in the on the mainstream side. Why? Well, is the right is the right wing going to criticize them? No, because I don't believe in COVID. I don't believe anybody's life was in danger there. No more so than the flu. Oh, how could you possibly say that? You know, that's what they do. That's what that's what the left does is they put out a lie and then insult you for speaking truth to the lie. How could you possibly say it? It's been proven fact that COVID nineteen is deadly. Yes, yeah, so is the flu. So is pneumonia. So is the cold. It's been statistically proven that with anybody under the age of 45 is more likely to die in a car crash than by COVID-19. Statistically, that's with the convoluted, lying, full of crap CDC numbers of 180,000 deaths. So the Democratic dream, Democratic Party dream continues. This is what Joe, I want to get it on the record again. This is what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris advocate Dan Bongino, who's my probably my favorite podcaster. As he and his wife leave, they went to they were one of the ones that were invited. I don't know how many people were on. Is it the South Lawn or the North Lawn of the White House? I don't know. My wife might know. She's not barking it out, so I have no idea. So anyway, the big speech from Trump was North Lawn or South Lawn of the White House. They were invited to be there. I don't know. It looked like to me, 2000 people there or something like that. Well, he was one of the invitees. And as he and his wife leave president Trump's RNC speech, this is what happened to him. Play the video for me. There was a rage mob of about 300 people getting ready to swarm. Well, a couple of them, a group of about 25 decided they were going to leave that rage mob and focus on us and follow us back. Here's what happened. Come on! Come on! You make me ashamed to be a woman! Oh man, you guys are clowns. You look proud of people. Yeah, I saw it. Remember my face? I found it all night. I do. Videoing this? Video this guy. Get him on tape. Give me your tape. Get him on tape. I did, I got him. I got him. Get him on tape. More. I got him, I got him. Get him on tape. Yeah, listen to your man. Man, listen to your man. Are you by yourself? Yeah. You better like your ass. Hey. I got it. Yeah. Are you mad? 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 Watch my show tomorrow. Watch my show. 
Lot in there, right? That's me in the beginning calling them clowns and then telling Paula, get these guys on tape. I'm going to make them famous tomorrow. A lot of talkers, by the way, a lot of chatterboxes. Not a violent man. I never I'm will sure be. Volume's loud enough. There's no excuse for preemptive violence. None. I'm sorry. Not in a civilized country. But if you want to dance, we can dance. They don't want to dance. Please <laughs> watch the video. And you don't want to dance. Let me give you some of uh, Dan Bongino's attributes. He's a defensive tactics expert for the Secret Service. He is a jiu-jitsu purple belt. He bench presses 400 pounds and squats over 500 pounds. Uh, guy on bike, not a good decision. Play the next video for me. Kidding. But what was interesting about Bike Guy <laughs> is he kept telling me how he wanted to fight me. But when given the opportunity to get off the bike and actually do it, he never took that shot. I wonder why. <laughs> Back to me. Neither did the guy who called <laughs> my wife a... I just wanted to throw that last bit in there. The guy on the bike had every opportunity if he wanted to fight Bongino. They don't do it. Those guys are all about 150 pounds soaking wet with rocks in their pockets. Have never bench pressed the bar in their life. They have absolutely no chance. So what they do is they go about their bunch of they they hunt in packs of dogs. And I don't even want to I don't even want to dishonor dogs. I love dogs by calling them dogs, but they hunt in packs. They wait for people to accumulate and then they start running their mouths. And he had every opportunity. Bongino even told him where he was staying. And they still didn't show up. Yeah, they have no guts whatsoever. And here's the thing: this is just a little side note. My own observations from years in law enforcement. Is it not very convenient that in this election season where the Democratic Party's brown shirts, Antifa and Black Lives Matter, isn't it interesting that they are all wearing masks? Just what is, again, what a coincidence. You know, during this five months, you got Bezos, Gates and Zuckerberg made $585 billion during the lockdown. You have people that are able to commit multiple felonies, harass people, assault people, light things on fire, and they all have masks, and not one of them is doing that in the name of conservatives or the Republican Party. But they've all got masks on. What a, This is all so coincidental. It's so coincidental that the virus happened in Wuhan, where Bill Gates was doing research, was funding research, and Fauci was funding research on gain-of-function research on bats, on coronaviruses and bats. It's all so coincidental, isn't it? And Bill Gates said that there's going to be a, quote, wet market outbreak. He said that in November of 2019. This is all so coincidental, isn't it? That the richest leftist billionaires on the planet gain hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars during the lockdowns and become more powerful. And a lot of people are like, who cares if the rich get richer? I'm a capitalist. Me too. However, the Hodge brothers, the Hodge twins, which I watch all the time, they're like one strike away from being banned from Facebook. You know how many followers they have on Facebook? Six million. 
They have 6 million social media followers. I don't know how it breaks down between YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all that. 6 million. They'll be gone. From, they potentially could be gone from Facebook because there's no leverage. Zuckerberg owns everything. Where would they go? They can go to Parler. But right now, I love Parler. Dan Bongino is a part owner of Parler. I love it. I'm on it. I get no traction there yet. It's not that many people on there. You can go there, but it doesn't compete. And the problem is, is that it's the whole, you know, platform versus publisher debate. They they should not be allowed to, to kick the Hodge twins off of Facebook and be called a platform. You can't do it unless they were putting on or advocating violence or nudity. You're a platform. You get legal exemptions. You can't be sued for content if you're a platform and yet you're kicking people off for content. They should be made to be a publisher then like the New York Times. If somebody in the New York Times puts out outside of their editorial page, puts out a false story, they can be sued for libel because they're liable for their content. Platforms like Facebook, like Instagram, like YouTube are not allowed to censor content by statute. And I know there's people, there's people that say, don't let the government get involved. They have to be involved now, folks. Even my, my, again, my favorite podcaster is Bongino. He's always like, don't let, don't, don't get the government involved in social media. You're going to have to be folks. They're banning everybody. You can't compete. It's a total monopoly. And they're, it's illegal for them to ban people for content because their legal exemptions are given to them so that they can't ban people for content and they're doing it anyway. We have to hold the brown shirts accountable, whether they're social media tyrant brown shirts or people on the streets. The good thing is the social media tyrants don't have masks on. We can find out who they are. Now, Rand Paul leaving the RNC after Trump's speech also got mobbed. Play that video for me. And it's way worse. This is a sitting senator right here. That's the wrong video. He should be talking. You can tell that man behind oh, yeah, the mask right, is right. Rand Paul. A bunch of protesters descending on the Kentucky senator and his wife Kelly as they left the Senate, uh, the president's RNC speech from the White House. Actually, it was a longer trip than that. He joins us right now for his first live interview since that confrontation. Uh, senator, good morning. That looks scary. Yeah, you know, my wife and I, it was horrific. You know, we had two uh, women with Lewis. us who were friends of ours. We had looked out, you know, we came out of the, the speech senator from and the White House. Looked, Kentucky, in, we looked into the like street. This. Our hotel was only right across the street from the White House, but we couldn't go because the mob was already chasing people down that chose to go out that exit. Yeah, so do me a favor, just move the, mute the video and let me talk over it while they're... The let me just say this as we're watching this, and we'll go in and out of it. When have you ever seen that happen? To a Democrat. When have you ever seen Republicans act that way towards a junior senator from the state of wherever? Rand Paul is the junior senator from the state of Kentucky being treated like that on the streets of D.C. And I can't remember her name right now. The mayor, Muriel something or other from D.C. This is her fault. It's at You can bring it back to me. It's absolutely her fault. There was no security outside of the RNC. Absolutely. Rand Paul talks about it. It's kind of a long video, so I can't play it all. 
Rand Paul talks about it. There's no, there was no cops anywhere. They had to walk for blocks to even get to a cop. How is that possible? It's because, and I will bet you right now, I will bet you, because I did some research on other people earlier today. I will bet you there is Soros money behind this woman. There it is. Muriel Bowser. Put a picture up for me if you can. I will bet you right now that there is Soros money behind her election. There is absolutely no security. These are senators of the United States. This never happened. What if this was Maxine Waters? What would If that was Republicans doing that to Maxine Waters or to Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, what would happen? And that's all on Muriel Bowser. She owns it. She has been from day one not cooperative with securing the White House, not cooperative with President Trump. What if it was the other way around? Would she be cooperative if it was Barack Obama and there was mayhem and rioting in the streets? Absolutely. Absolutely useless. That I mean, can you believe that happened? After the RNC from the South Lawn of the White House, there's absolutely no security whatsoever for senators to walk. All Rand Paul had to do was walk across the street to his hotel. And that's what happened to him right there. Can you believe that that's happening? And I, again, I want to tell you, I want to reiterate this to you. There they are. Those are the brown shirts of the Democratic Party. Those are the brown shirts of the Democratic Party. And the media is their Goebbels. Absolutely propaganda media. They don't tell the truth about anything. I proved it to you earlier. They don't care about the commitment march. They care about people at the RNC, not social distancing. They don't care about people at the commitment march. I mean, I want to just, if you, do, if you do the comparison, maybe in your mind, compare how close people were at the RNC versus Al Sharpton's event. They were, I mean, even on Al Sharpton's stage, you couldn't have had more people pressed in closer together. Yeah, she put that picture up. Either one. And God bless you. How close can you get? Compare that to the RNC picture. Absolutely none. All right, on to some other information. Quick hitter, Matt Palumbo. He's pretty much from the Dan Bongino show, but he's excellent. Follow him on Twitter. Minneapolis is forcing owners of destroyed businesses from the George Floyd riots, the brown shirts, Antifa, and Black Lives Matter rioters. He's forcing the businesses that were destroyed to pay full 2020 property taxes before rebuilding. The, can, you, can you imagine that? The city of Minneapolis, people's businesses burnt to the ground before they'll permit them to rebuild. They have to pay their entire tax allotment for 2020. What a wonderful group. These are the compassionate Democrats, right? Allegedly, people like me, the right-wingers, were stone cold, mean, don't care, don't have any compassion. All the while, you got the baby-butchering leftist Democrats who are the compassionate, empathetic ones, right? But you will pay your taxes before you can get a permit to rebuild your building that was burnt to the ground because we never sent the cops out to stop the rioting. And I want to put that out there, too. You know you can stop it, correct? Do you know that these major cities, they have SWAT teams, they have tear gas. They have hundreds or thousands of cops. They can stop it. They choose not to. De Blasio chose to allow his city to fall. Listen, 
New York City looks like downtown Beirut. If you ever go and you look at some video footage of people driving through Manhattan, it is Beirut. More people are moving out of the, out of New York than in the history of New York right now. They gone. It's 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 Beirut, and they could have stopped it. They have they have tens of thousands of cops in New York. They have thousands in Minneapolis, and they did nothing. It's not the cops. The cops follow orders, folks. Listen, you're like Tom. Are you prejudged towards the cops? Yeah, I'm prejudged towards the cops. I was one for 25 years. I don't stick my head in the sand. If it's a righteous shooting, it's a righteous shooting. Garrett Roth's shooting in the in the city of Atlanta was absolutely righteous. Keisha Bottoms is a feckless, principleless, moronic mayor. He's being prosecuted for a for a fel, for felony for felony homicide. Absolutely wrong. But that's who that's who the leaders are. I don't stick my head in the sand. That was right. I've seen other shootings that weren't right. We'll find out about as it's thoroughly investigated, the one in Kenosha. We'll find out how it went. We'll find out how the Blake shooting really is. We'll, we'll find out. It's being investigated. But it's not the cops' fault. They have to follow orders. If the police chief says don't respond to the riots, what are you supposed to do? Go out there by yourself and respond? You don't. They're following orders. That's the way that it is. The cops would love to go out there and quell the riots, and they could have. And all of these Democratic mayors and oftentimes Democratic police chiefs don't allow them to do it. Put up the uh, tweet from Bette Midler. Here's the compassionate Democrats. Could they have brown shirts? Could they have Goebbels as their propaganda arm, the mainstream media Goebbels as their propaganda wing? This is how they really think. This is Bette Midler commentating on Twitter about Melania Trump's speech during the speech. Be best is back, a huge bore. She can speak several words in a few languages. Get that illegal alien off the stage. Oh, gee, she still can't speak English. There's your compassionate Democrats. That's who they really are. And just so you know, they accuse you of being what they are. They accuse you of doing what they do. If they accuse you of being a racist, just know the one that is accusing you of that racism is the racist. If they accuse you of corruption, if they accuse you of collusion with the Russians, who was the one colluding with the Russians? That would be Hillary Clinton through Fusion GPS. Fact. Sorry. Fact. Absolutely. But that's who they really are. Now, this should be the biggest story in America right now. The absolute biggest story out there. Why isn't it? You know... Why isn't it? Well, what is it, Tom? Get it out. All right, here we go. Fox 8, 827. That's Fox 8 out of Atlanta. U.S. Marshals find 39 missing children in Georgia. Back to me just real quick and then flash that, you can flash, flash that picture on and off. How is this not the biggest story in America? It's strange, too, because I researched the article and there's not a whole lot of content to it. 39, I have never heard that before in my life. Have you? 51 years old, 25 years in law enforcement. I found missing kids before. Have you ever heard in your life? And again, this is the time, 2020, things I've never seen before in my life. Senators leaving the RNC, being accosted on the street and threatened with their lives. Their wives threatened to be raped. 
on the street after the RNC by Joe Biden supporters. I've never seen that before. And I have never in the history of my life seen 39 missing children found at one time. I'll read you the article. The U.S. Marshals Service worked with local authorities to rescue 26 missing children and ensure the safe location of 13 others during a two-week operation in Georgia, according to a news release Thursday. Authorities arrested nine people, many of whom had multiple arrest warrants for charges including sex trafficking, parental kidnapping, registered sex offender violations, drugs and weapons possession, The youngest child was reportedly just three years old. And while many had been gone for several weeks, one was missing for two years before being rescued. Back to me. Are you hearing this? I said in one day, okay, it was over two weeks. But two weeks, 39 kids? What is going on in this country? I know a lot of you are like, it's the pedophile rings we've been telling you about for years. I get it. I get it. I'm believing you. What is going on in this country? You have Billy Clinton riding on Jeffrey Epstein's plane 27 times. And that's not imagine if that was Trump. Imagine if it was Trump. Uh, Imagine if it was somebody who was a Republican that ran for dog catcher in Boone, Egypt, Louisiana. National news. What is going on in this country? How much is the Democratic Party in Hollywood involved with the trafficking and the pedophilia involved with children? I want to know. 39 kids in two weeks? Thirty. I mean, did you hear that? The youngest child was three. Some had been missing for a week. I, listen, these kids, when they go missing, they go missing for forever normally. 39 were recovered. Why is this not worldwide news? Why? Why is this not? I mean, this, it's just like when I told you the average age of death of COVID is 78. The average age of the person who dies of COVID is 78. The average age of death in America period is 78. We have the exact statistical amount of deaths this year as of August 1st, as we had last year and less than 2017. Why does that not end the entire COVID debate? Why? Because it's people, it's the media that drives the narrative and the capitulating weak need ankle grabbing Republicans and weak need ankle grabbing pastors and church leaders that follow the mainstream media Gerbil lead. Oh, COVID's deadly. Oh, well, I want to be a community partner then. How fast can I close my church down for you? How fast can I close my church down for you? You don't believe what Goebbels tells you. You know what Goebbels was telling the German people as the Russians were marching into Germany? We're still going to win. We're still going to win. Why is this not? Why is this not worldwide news? This is life changing. 39 kids. The U.S. Marshal Service missing child unit worked with the agency Southeast Regional. I just want to give credit where credit is due. Regional Fugitive Task Force, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and several state and local agencies to carry out the operation. I want to ask one other question. You sure you want to defund the police? 
Great timing on that picture, brother. I love you. Put it back up there. Are you sure you want to defund? You sure you want to defund the police? You want to defund those guys? Look at the size of the arms on those dudes. Who in the world would ever mess with that? Holy, you sure you want to defund those guys? Democrats on the record. Come on, leave that picture up on the record. Democrats defund them. The ones that just rescued 39 kids in sex slavery. You want to defund them, right? Get on the record. Come on, send me your, send me some messages. Democrats. You want to defund them? I know there's Democrats that are watching. All right. Black lives matter. Wants you wants to be your child's teacher. Correction indoctrinator black lives matter matter blacks black lives matter it's hard for me to say sometimes blm wants to run your child's re-education camp that's what i call it play glenn glenn back for me black lives matter supporters have developed lesson plans that start from preschool all the way up to the 12th grade i don't know did the tea party ever do this oh no we didn't have the money do you know the money it would take to tailor things for ages and get it out to the schools and the unions for each age to be able to brainwash the kids on Marxism and how to destroy capitalism by using race, sexual orientation, and gender. To do that, you have to focus on some principles. First one, restorative justice. In essence, tear it all down and let somebody else rise from the ashes. Now, you can't say that to a five-year-old. Instead, they offer this little poster to be hung up in your preschool's classroom. <sighs> we know that if someone knocks down someone's block building, you have to help him rebuild it. You can't just say sorry and walk away. In other words, hey, kids, here's how we justify riots. It's a Sesame Street guide to mayhem. Might as well just show a big picture of a, a big, uh, happy, bumbling big bird tearing apart Wall Street like Godzilla for the entire Marxist family. I mean, village. <laughs> Next is equity, uh, empathy. If you're white, you're a racist. To help students learn all about their racism, these radicals have a lesson plan for that. They recommend listening to a little Tupac while reading a poem from the Black Panther radical, Asada Shakur, and then ask the question, why is the black and brown body hated so much? Uh, bring it back to me. It goes on. And I encourage you to watch that entire video. It is riveting. It should, listen, that should rivet your soul watching something like that. Don't worry, though. It's just been approved curriculum by the largest teachers union in the nation, the NEA, National Education Association. Also, other major unions such as L.A. County have also endorsed that. They will bring that into your school. You think that's your board of education? which is almost always elected Democrats or Republicans pretending to, or Democrats pretending to be Republicans. You think they'll keep it out? My local uh, boards of education, Sarasota and Charlotte County. It's not welcome here. It's not welcome. I'm not, listen, black lives matter has nothing to do with African American lives. Nothing. Black lives matter run by Patricia, Patricia colors, Opal Tometi. Both devout Marxists is a Marxist organization, a brown shirt organization for the Democratic Party. All of their funding goes through Act Blue. Millions of dollars. There they are, millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars going through Act Blue, which funds white politicians, white Democrats funding Joe Biden right now. 
That's all they are is the brown shirt brigade for the Democratic Party. I don't want them teaching our children. Listen, it is time for radical action. You may have to homeschool, folks. It is time to defund the Democratic Party. If that means to defund our schools, then it's time to defund them. If there aren't, listen, schools get funded by how many students attend. So you know what? Maybe it's time for Christians. We may not have to, we may not be able to get all of the subscriptions we want to all the entertainment services. We may not be able to go out to eat as much, whatever it is, may have to get a smaller house, but it is time for us to take radical action. And if you do, you may not have to take any of those steps anyway, because God will supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If you just stand for prosperity, you'll be prospered and won't have to take a step back anyway, but it's time for radical action. This is endorsed by the biggest teachers union in the nation. Play that last 36 seconds for me on that video. Did you happen to see what was going on in the background of Elizabeth Warren's DNC speech? Looked like it was from a kindergarten classroom. There she is. BLM. Oh, that's what's in the end. BLM in blocks. This curriculum has been approved from the very taught. If you thought what's being taught to grade schoolers was bad, Wait until you see what they're pushing on middle and high schoolers. These kids are getting a crash course on Marxism and communism. It's insane. There you go, back to me. And I read this information earlier. This is from Todd Starnes from earlier this month. Nashville school, Nashville, Tennessee. Come on. Nashville school book teaches second graders that white folks are bad. Start scrolling through some of those pictures for me. This is a tweet, and this was put out. This is all in their books right here. This is their books. Fill up that last one for me. There you go. This is in the books of for second graders in Nashville. Put that up. There you go. Second grade. Look what it says. No dogs or Mexicans allowed in public school. That's going to be given to second graders to read. Here's a tweet from a concerned father. Grant B911 tweet. My daughter just started second grade. I will be pulling her out immediately. Her first English lesson of the year is teaching her that white people are bad, mean, and racist against African Americans and Mexicans. My daughter, who is seven, is not a racist, nor is her family. His second tweet, the Mexican kids were sent away and forced to sit in dirt with flies around them. And this is the book. He's reading out of the book that was given to her daughter, to his daughter. The book says Mexican kids were sent away and forced to sit in the dirt with flies around them. When have you ever seen that in schools? When? Ever? I haven't. And I spent a lot of my years in law enforcement in the school system. And an electric fence that shocked them because white people are bad. That's what's being taught to his daughter. This is not a civil rights les lesson. This is self-hate and fake white privilege. Absolutely correct. So Glenn Beck, even before his video came out, that guy tweeted about what his seven-year-old daughter was getting in the second grade. People are like, you know, this is all negative, Tom. What are we supposed to do? Say what needs to be said. Be on the street corner. If you're local with me, then we put out our next date. Be on the street corner with me, advocating for freedom, advocating against socialism and communism. Be on the street corner with us. It's time for you want something to do. You've been asked. My mother-in-law, my mom, 
opened up the door. Let's make it huge. Let's make it national news. Hey, we've already been covered by the Venice gondolier. Woo! So hey, you know, we've had we hey, we had the news out here at my little church. We got we run somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 to 250 people. We had the news out here filming us coming in on Easter Sunday without our masks and not social distancing. We were like one of the few churches that were even open. Bring it on. It's time for radical action. So pray what needs to be prayed. Live what needs to be lived. Have some courage. Take that face diaper off. All right, from Tucker, this is Tucker Carlson on the mob. And what he says here, and you'll see in the videos, Republicans don't do this. They don't torch businesses. They don't show up at Democrats' houses. They don't assail Democrat politicians. Play the video for me. About what happened last night, but he was not the only one attacked. A van carrying Fox News staff, just technical people, mostly doing their jobs, non-political people, was blocked and boarded in the middle of a city street. Watch. Democratic supporters. Those are Democrats. Joe Biden supporter jumping in the back of that truck to make closes the door on her, which I love. We want to be clear. We don't think the van was targeted because Fox News employees were inside. It seems like the Biden voters who were pounding on it had no idea who was riding in it. They didn't care. Their assumption seemed to be that everyone in a motor vehicle is an agent of white supremacy. Certainly, they think that of anyone in uniform. Watch as BLM lunatics attack a black cop in Washington this morning. Hey, Aaron, if you can roll it back to the very beginning of that for me at, uh, well, where, the, where you've got the white kid yelling at the black cop. Yeah, there you go. Right there. Leave it right there. All right. <laughs> that kid, look at him. First of all, let me just throw this in. This is, now this is a public service. Mix in a salad. Try eating something besides something that starts with the word gummy. Try something that it does not have the word gummy in it in your diet. Try moving around a little bit. Maybe lift a weight instead of having 40 of your buddies around you so you can scream racial epitaphs at a African-American police officer. Play it right from there. Is that even a male? Maybe that wasn't even a male. Jim Crow, Uncle Tom to a black officer. This isn't happening by accident. It didn't happen five years ago. It's happening now not because police are more brutal or more unarmed African-American men are being killed by the police. That's not happening. It's a total hoax. It's happening because Democrats, the leadership of that party, are encouraging it and have been for quite some time. Here's Massachusetts Congresswoman Ayanna Pressley openly calling for violence in the streets early this month. Watch. Hold him accountable. Oh, my word. Well, make the phone call, send the email, show up. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. And unfortunately, there's plenty to go around. There needs to be unrest in the streets. We've been watching what. There you go. Anna Presley, part of the squad, the four member squad. So we have to ask Democrats, what say you Democrats on the record? Your silence speaks volumes. You want this going on? What if it was Republicans torching businesses? What if it was Republicans harassing Democrats in the streets?
Listen, the Hodge twins said it today, so don't you can call me a racist all you want. They're both African American. There's a war right now on anybody who associates with whiteness. It was even a black cop who is protecting white people. There's a war on. Listen, it will come for you, whether you're black or white, depending on whatever side that you take, whatever elitist status that you have, it will come for you. Gators got to eat. Listen to this from Dan Bongino, 827. Virginia State Senate passes bill reclassifying assault of a police officer as a misdemeanor. It used to be a felony. My fellow cops are watching. Remember battery on law enforcement officer. Always a felony everywhere, all over the country. Now in Ralph Northam's, Northam's, Virginia, it's now a misdemeanor to batter a police officer. Oh, that's just coincidence. It's all just happening in this daggum 168 days to slow the spread, right? To flatten the curve. This is all coincidence, right? Abortions haven't stopped at all. Violence has increased. Rich billionaire Democrats have increased their income by billions, hundreds of billions. And now we have laws changed that make it a misdemeanor, a misdemeanor offense to batter a police officer. On Wednesday, the Virginia State Senate passed a bill reclassifying the assault of a law enforcement officer as a misdemeanor. The bill, Senate Bill 5032, would also remove the mandatory six-month minimum prison sentence that currently comes with the crime. And it's not just cops. If you assault a judge, misdemeanor. If you assault a firefighter, misdemeanor. This is a great move, Virginia. Great move. Unbelievable. All right, to the Antifa and Black Lives Matter writers. This is my own little commentary here. I want to ask them, do you know why you riot? Everybody like and share this. Maybe you'll reach somebody who needs to hear it. Like and share it right now. Do rioters, do Antifa rioters and Black Lives Matter rioters, do they know why they riot? And it's not for social justice. Most of the time, Black Lives Matter rioters are white. I've watched, sadly, I've watched lots and lots of videos of Black Lives Matter rioters. Not Antifa only, Black Lives Matter rioters. Democratic supporters, as Tucker says, Biden voters. They're almost always white. So why exactly are you rioting? It's for one of two reasons. Number one, it's because you're getting paid to riot. Or somebody who is getting paid brought you there and is paying you to riot. Or number two, it's because the myths that you believe in give you, give you an excuse for your lack of accomplishment in life. That's why you riot. You're mad at yourself. A fool's own folly leads to his ruin, yet his heart rages against the Lord. Proverbs 19.3. They blame God for their failings. They're blaming white people. They're blaming Republicans. They're blaming the system for never accomplishing a stinking thing in their life. That guy that was riding his bike around Dan Bongino, what has that man ever accomplished in his life? So they rage on the inside of themselves. And this gives them an excuse for their lack of accomplishment. And here's the other thing. And I saw this all over Venice, Florida today. 
as I was standing on the corner, watching people drive by with their masks on, many of them giving me the we love you sign out their car window with a finger standing straight up. It gives their empty souls, and this is what I just know in my spirit, it gives their empty souls a meaning. It gives their empty souls a cause to strap on a mask and pretend like you're saving people's lives. You're not saving anybody. You're not saving yourself. You're not saving grandma. You're saving nobody. Masks do nothing. It's still a myth. They're believing a myth by installing a myth. And this verse came to mind. James chapter three, verse 16, it says for where envying and strife is for where envy is. You've never accomplished a stinking thing. You have no cause. You have no meaning in your life. So where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. James chapter three, verse verse 16. That's what it's really all about. It really is. It's got nothing to do with social justice. All right. On to some professional sports stuff tonight. This is a great summation of why I'm done. You need to know for the record, I'm done. I'm done watching professional sports. Rodney Howard Brown has the stand going on. I'll just watch that all the time. That's four hours a day. I watch it almost all of it anyway. I don't need professional sports. I'll watch Rodney Howard Brown. I'll watch Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I'll find maybe one or two other preachers that I can watch. I'll actually, maybe instead of just laying my fat butt on the couch, I'll find something to do instead of staring at a screen all day long, watching professional babies run all over the place, uh, protesting the police. There's other things to do. I'm done with professional sports done. I haven't watched them, not watching. I mean, here's the thing. And I'm not saying this to be self aggrandizing. I'm too intelligent to sit and watch a baseball game with cardboard cutout people in the stands. I, I can't. I'm losing brain cells watching that. I am going to become my IQ points go down precipitously as I'm watching it. I, I can't want, I never liked the NBA. I haven't liked the NBA really since the eighties back in the magic and bird days. But I mean, I watched it in like the Michael Jordan stuff and all that too, but I can't watch that either. They, they do it all in this bubble. There's like 12 or 13 masked up referees and press core around them. And they play in what's called the bubble. It's silent. I can't watch the NHL. It's silent. They're all in their NHL and NBA playoffs right now. I can't watch it. I literally, it just makes, it makes me lose brain cells. It's unwatchable. But here's the good part. Is that it's easy to be done with it. Because I don't agree with anything that they're doing. At all. Do you agree with what the NHL is doing, the MLB, the NBA, what they're doing? Yeah, put that up. I can't watch that. I mean, how ridiculous. You have to be literally a ridiculous human being to spend any time. Have you ever watched any of the Major League Baseball stuff? They pipe in old sound of the stadium, and then they somehow correlate it with plays. Like if there's a big catch, they turn up the It's unwatchable. Of course, Anthony Fauci got to watch it. He's got to stand in the, sit in the stands of the Washington Nationals opener. He got to do that because he's an elitist. He's a Democrat. They get to, you know, it's, it's typical. I won't get too much into that right now. But here's, here, here was a perfect summation. Perfect summation of why I am done with pro sports. It's by Chris Salcedo with Newsmax. Play it for me. 
have been justified. Investigators have revealed that the sainted Jacob Blake, a man with a history of domestic abuse, who was unlawfully on the premises of his girlfriend at the time and who had a knife in his car, he could easily have accessed that knife, by the way, after opening his door against the lawful orders of police. Oh, what kind of change do these pro players want? Should police have allowed Blake to harm his girlfriend? Is that what LeBron wants? Simply because he was a black man? Is that what the all-knowing LeBron James wants? Should black people be allowed to harm other black people without police interfering? I think the answer is yes. Because black people die every weekend in major cities at the hands of criminals. LeBron James doesn't give a damn about them. The NBA, WNBA, Major League Baseball, or NFL, they don't stop their games for those people. Hey, LeBron, where were you when Cannon Hennant was gunned down? Oh, wait. We couldn't find King James or any of his idiot woke pals in Major League Sports. To refresh your memory, Cannon Hennant was a five-year-old white child. A black man, Darius Sessoms, took a pistol, walked up to the young boy while he was riding his bike with his sisters and pulled the trigger. Where were all of you degenerate football, baseball, and basketball players? Why didn't you stop down your games for an innocent little boy who was savagely executed? Why is it that you riot, loot, stop games, bash America, all for a felon who was doing harm to another American and who refused to comply with lawful orders from police? I can tell you why. There you go. Back to me. Where? Where are you, LeBron? When he got killed, where were you? And just so everybody knows, the shooting in Kenosha, it's under investigation. Remember, the police were not hunting down Blake. They weren't hunting him down. They got called there to remove him from the property and he had an active warrant. Whoops and facts. That's what really happened. The police didn't go, oh, you know what I want to find? As LeBron said in the statement that I showed you on Thursday, they didn't wake up saying, I want to hunt down a black man today, like LeBron suggested in one of his pressers. They were called there by other black people to remove him from the property and he had a domestic violence felony sex warrant for, a fel for domestic violence and a, sex a sexual offense charge. See, it's time, folks, for a mass exodus. You can't go back. You can if there's repentance. We as Christians always leave the door open upon repentance. That's why I'm saying to you about pastors and churches. If your pastor has just opened up his church and acting like it's not been closed for the last three months, I don't care if it was closed for a month. I don't listen. John MacArthur out there in California, he gets all sorts of credit right now. Remember, his church was closed until May 29th. May 29th. So he needs to repent of ever closing his church. I haven't heard that yet. I appreciate what he's doing now. Same thing with Rob McCoy out there in California. I appreciate what they're doing, but their churches were closed for months. Pastors who did that need to get on Facebook, get on social media, and say that they repent and that they were wrong because they found out that they are wrong. Not like these other pastors, like the goofball that I like to chronicle up in Largo, who acts like his church was closed until sometime in July, and now acts like it never happened. And I just want to, you know, my whole thing with that is, if, if it was, if you look at different sorts of biblical doctrine, 
and you're against abortion, why are you against abortion? You're against it because the word of God says for you to be against it. So why did you close the church? Why did you close your church when the word of God is against you doing that? See, it's all Bible or no Bible. You're all in or you're all out. You're black or you're white. You're hot or you're cold. You're in or you're out. It's as simple as that. It's time for a mass exodus from all this stuff. It's mass exodus from pro sports. Let's, let's keep our money instead. Keep your time. Show the, show MLB, show the NBA, show them what economic reality really is. The, the NBA <clears throat> shut down their own games. They boycotted their own games, but yet they're all still getting paid. That will run out if you and I are no longer going. They have enough in the coffers to keep it going for now. But if you and I don't keep sending our money to all of these professional sports, it will shut down. And a lot of times people like you and me are the ones with the money. It's time for a mass mass exodus. If they repent, great. You know, the the NFL never actually repented and I let them back in. I never should have. I saw them start to give a little bit more reverence to the flag and they were singing the praises of the military, but they never sang the praises of the police. Colin Kaepernick started it all off. Colin Colin cops, pigs taking a knee for, because of systemic racism in law enforcement, which is a complete myth. Absolutely no numbers to back that up whatsoever. That's where it all started. And the, the, the NFL is a lot of ends, NBA, NHL, NFL, the NFL never repented of it. They never said, you know what? We're sorry for what we did. We're sorry for all the knees. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going back. And I wouldn't go back to a church where the pastor didn't repent, where he's just acting like, well, you know, we did our part. Now we just opened back up, but make sure you wear your mask. Make sure you're social distance. Not biblical. Get the heck out of that church. Here's the more of the end of that video from Chris Salcido. It's great. This is absolute summation of why I'm done. Play that next one for me. Pro sports is in America. A bunch of spoiled, rotten millionaires spitting and defecating on our flag and our national anthem. Look at these anti-American fools. And then look and listen to Madison Cawthorn at last night's RNC. Join us as we, the party of freedom, double down on ensuring the American dream for all people. We are committed to building a new town square. It welcomes all ideas and all people. Here we will have freedom of speech, not freedom from speech, to liberals. I say let's have a conversation. Be a true liberal. Listen to other ideas and let the best ones prevail. And to conservatives, I say let's define what we support and win the argument in areas like health care and on the environment. In this new town square, you don't have to apologize for your beliefs or cower to a mob. You can kneel before God, but stand for our flag. The American idea my ancestors fought for during the Revolutionary War is just as exciting and revolutionary today as it was 250 years ago. I say to Americans who love our country, young and old, be a radical for freedom, be a radical for liberty, and be a radical for our republic, for which I stand one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. And may God bless America. There you go. Back to me. Defund LeBron. Defund the NBA. 
Defund MLB and the NFL. Defund the NHL. Defund MSNBC. Defund CNN. Defund the Democratic Party, etc., etc., etc. All right, final story tonight. I'm skipping one. Let's go into the pictures. Yeah, there you go. All right, because this is from the Daily Mail. Final story of the night. Daily Mail. And this links right in. I want to know where the NBA is with this. I want to know where MLB is with this. I want to know where the NHL is with this. The NFL is with this. A college student and her stepfather have been shot. This is from Daily Mail 826. Dead in an apparent road rage attack following a minor car crash. Laura Ashley Anderson, 21. That's her in the picture with her dad. And Charles Nicholas Wall, 45. Put them both back up for me. There they are together. Were killed. Folks, the six-letter word. Killed. On Monday, outside of their home, Anderson had just purchased in Georgetown. The daughter, Anderson. Laura Anderson had just bought her home, 21 years old, in Georgetown, South Carolina, where Wall was arriving, her dad was arriving to drop off a spare set of keys. Taishim Hashim Walters was arrested and charged with murder after cops said he rear-ended Wall as, a, as the stepdriver was turning into his daughter's driveway and then killed Wall, killed the father, killed Anderson, the daughter, and injured one other person in a fit of rage. Finish him with this tonight. Bring it back to me. Where are you at, LeBron? Democratic Party, where are you at? And did you notice that two white people were killed by an African-American and no white people stormed the streets? No white people burned anything down? No Republicans did? No conservatives did? No black, white, Hispanic, or any other uh, nationality that you could name or race you could name that calls themselves conservative or Republican? Not one of them did anything? But where's LeBron? Where's Major League Baseball? Where's the NFL? Where's the NHL? Why are they not taking a knee? What For Laura Ashley Anderson, for Charles Nicholas Wall, what, why didn't they take a knee? Why didn't they boycott their own games? Why didn't they shut down their own league for these people? I'll tell you why. Bring it back to me. Because LeBron's a racist. And the people that advocate anything having to do with stipulating anything on race are racist. If any, if your theology in life or your philosophy in life is based in race, whether you're advocating for black people or against black people for white people or against white people, if that's how you think you're a racist. That's who you are. You know, I think, I think I don't care. I don't care. And that's, you're not, that's taboo too. That's not empathetic. I don't care what color you are. You're a potential soul that can be saved. That's how I look at you. That's it. I look at it at white, black, Hispanic, male, female, whatever sort of sin, homosexual sin, heterosexual sin. I don't care. I look at you as a soul that can be saved. That's it. If you think any other way, if you look at me and you think there's a white guy, you're a racist. 
I'm not saying it's, you can obviously the observation is that my color is white. That's not what I'm talking about. But if all of your theologies and philosophies in life are based on the pigmentation of people's skin, if you're oppressed in your mind because of the color of your skin, you're a racist too. If you advocate certain parameters that have to be set, certain quotas that have to be set by race, you have to have this amount of white people and this amount of black people and this amount of Hispanic people. You're a racist. Affirmative action, racist. That's what that's a fact. And that's why you don't see LeBron supporting anybody who gets killed that's not black because he's a racist. Major League Baseball, NHL, NFL, Major League Soccer, they're racist. And that's why I'm done. I really am done. And here's the thing. Tomorrow's your day. I speak to those who aren't in church right now. Tomorrow's your day to get back in church. You need to be back in church, period. Stop making excuses. I open the, I open the doors. You might be like, well, I'm scared of your church. You seem like a radical. No, I'm just a Bible thumper. I'm a Bible thumper. I preach out of the word of God. I preach hellfire and brimstone. I preach that you can lose your, your salvation. I preach the rapture of the church. I preach the judgment of God. I, pre I preach the prosperity of God. I preach that God wants you well. That God wants you healed every time. I, I preach that God wants you to triumph in all situations. What do I preach? I open the Bible and I preach Bible verses. 3385. South Access Road, Inglewood, Florida. Google it now. It's 10, what? 1015. Easily can be here tomorrow morning, 10 a, 9 a.m. We've been 10 a.m. for a long time. 9 a.m. and 1115 a.m. If you're close to Tampa, if you're up in Tampa, go to the River Church. If you're down this way, come our way tomorrow. Be here. We'll make room for you. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Lord, we praise you. We, praise, we just pray over our country. We pray for revival inside the church. We pray for the salvation of souls outside the church. And Lord, we just pray over one another right now. For the Christians that are displaced and don't have a place to worship. They don't have a place to go where they can gather together in unity tomorrow. I pray over them. That Lord, your plan for them, for their new church, would be unfolded before their very eyes. Lord, we stand in 2 Chronicles 7, 14. We humble ourselves and we pray and we turn from our wicked ways. And we know, Lord, that you will hear our prayers and heal our land. And we pray for that healing. We pray over President Trump. We ask you, Lord, to enlighten him. We ask you to give him revelation. We ask, him to, ask you to show him the truth behind this whole COVID hoax. Show him the truth behind Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Enable him to see, Lord, that he is under attack. He may see it, but enable him to see it more. But most importantly, Holy Spirit, we ask you to revive the church in America. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Everybody said amen and amen. 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, 11.15 a.m. tomorrow morning. Join with me, Foundation Church Inglewood. I love you guys. God bless you. Happy Saturday night.